Welcome to a place where God's people are enlightened and empowered through the ministry of the Spirit and strategic communication of God's Word for Kingdom Dominion. We are a people committed to establishing Kingdom civilization in our various sphere of influence. Welcome to Build. acceptance in the world or just the applause of it. But in one of my devotions this week, I God was teaching me something. Uh, so I'm going to link it. I felt very strong I had to share it today. Because um, I've gotten to realize, I've, I've, I've explained it a lot of times that in our context, in Babylon, the idea or the ideal there is a transactional system. And we will not be able to create change until we've mastered how to transact. And then I found out that if people will pay attention to someone's life. There's got to be something above the normal in that person's life for them to command the attention of people. So, um, one of the things that I was studying was this picture. Actually, basically not this, but let me start from this. Jesus was speaking here, he says, and he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisted not in the abundance of things which he possesses. This is a very powerful scripture because it lets us realize that a man's life, if you gauge a man's life by the things that he has physically alone, then you'll be making a big mistake. But it's not just that this guy has things spiritually. God is telling us, like the Bible says that by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Right? Such that the things that are seen were not made from things that do appear. So, that in a man's life, if you look at a man's life and judge that man's life based on the things that you see around him, you'll be making a very big mistake. There is much more that is that consists of a man's life than the things that he has. And so many times, as young people, we many times pursue volume. We many times pursue things that people will see. And that approach in itself is wrong. Because the Bible says that the things that you see were created from things that are what? Unseen. Which means that if you would make worthy investments physically on earth, the things you need to invest in the most are things that men cannot see. 
Because when you have things that men can see, they can be stolen, they can be, you can be robbed. Anything can happen to what you see. But when you labor to pursue things that men cannot see, you become a creator. Because whether they steal it or they take it away, you can create again. Because the things that are seen are created from the things that are unseen. So my question as was, what exactly is in the life of people? Because, for example, Jesus did not have a YouTube channel. Jesus was not on any social media. He was just a young man that was born in a particular part of the world. But he died leaving an impact on the world that thousands of years after. Forget the fact that Jesus is the son of God. Thousands of years after, everybody still refers back to one man that lived. And what was in my mind was, the same thing with Daniel. The same thing with all these people that we read in the Bible. So Daniel was taken as a slave into Babylon. Not a citizen. But there was something about Daniel's life that compelled the attention of people to pay attention to him. And this is my goal. Because listen, the Bible has shown us. The Bible says, and they glorified God in me. That's a very powerful scripture. Which means that God derives glory when the saints have good. Are you following me? So if God will be glorified on the earth, God will not be glorified through things. God will be glorified through the men that are on earth. So they glorify God in me. And if God will take glory in Babylon, there's got to be something about our lives that is compelling enough to be able to make the people pay attention to us. Jesus said we should bear fruits and that our fruits should abide. See, there is, there is a part in the curriculum of our training that many times we do not emphasize to believers that the world will not be able to give God glory until your life compels the attention of the world. Are you following? There is so little that God can do with a very struggling, broke, um, non-influential man just by his prayer life there is very little God can why in the world of men the Bible says that Jesus right as a child he grew he worked strong in spirits that was the emphasis of his training but he had favor with God and what men so the equation of Jesus was not complete until the favor factor captured both God and men we are in the world of men and if men do not pay attention to you, God will not be able to derive much glory. So I was, I'm, I was trying to study what exactly is the peculiarity that will be in the life of men. Because if we look at great men and all we see was the disciples they had, the thousands of people listening to them, we will not do much. The Bible has given us wisdom. It's not about the things that you can see physically. There is much more than what you see physically. All right. The Bible says, I think this is Acts 17 verse 6. Acts 17 verse 6 about the disciples. This, this, this is amazing. Now Jesus lived on earth. Jesus shocked the world. But it wasn't just Jesus. Jesus trained a few people. And the testimony of these few people was that and when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, this that have turned the world upside so Jesus mastered this system so much that it wasn't just about him 
it could mentor you to be a terror to this world. It could mentor you to be an answer to questions in this world. This shocked me. So I began to study this that particular morning and the first thing that I realized about people that were able to shock their world about if we also will be able to enter into Babylon and attract the attention of Babylon for the sake of the gospel the first thing we need to do is to live a separate life by spiritual convictions write it down the Bible in his teaching explained that there are three types of men in God's eyes that there is the natural man there is the carnal man and there is the spiritual man so even God realizes that men have classes it is not just men that classify men God classifies men and in the classification that God gave there is the natural man the natural man is the man that is not saved the man that has not received Jesus into received the life of God into his spirit and even after that you might have received the life of God and still be yes you are not a natural man but you are what a carnal man because you've not been able to master the things of the spirit so there is classes even in spiritual things God classifies men and the Bible says that it is they that do we know that scripture a lot that it is they that do know their God that are strong and can do exploits this is really powerful that there is something about knowing God that equates to exploits. I showed us the story of um, Uzziah. That this boy was a 16-year-old boy. But the Bible says that as he continued to rise in life, he built engines, created a lot of inventions. One man built towers, all kinds of achievements. And when they trace the achievements of this young man, starting from age 16, the Bible says he was marvelously helped of the Lord. That there is something about knowing God that equates to exploits. I say this because there are many believers that we have a picture in our mind that we can, when we want to rise in life, we, we say, how do they say this thing? That there are things God can do. There are things God will not do. And as good as that revelation sounds, many times we do not live. See, our life, the Bible says something that I like. It says that it is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our sight. That if your results look like your efforts, men will not still pay attention to you. There is something about your results getting higher than what is it's like we all labored but there is something about what you do that is different so for example there are several pharisees in in, in israel and a young boy was born he did not go to seminary did not learn anything and then there was something strange about this guy that made in john chapter 3 from verse 1 that made these um pharisees to start to look for him and then there was this comment that was made it says, we know that you are a man sent from God, right? Because no man doeth the things that you do, except God be with him. 
So even those that are masters in that field, they know that there are things that cannot be produced except God. I'm saying that the first thing is the quality of your life starts first from your level of spiritual convictions. Your, the quality of you will always be like every other person. A believer that makes money. It wouldn't be a shock to other people until they realize that there is something about you and your spiritual convictions. So, we all did what we did to get these results. But we realized that you did not pass our own routes. We bribed you, didn't bribe. But you produce something that even our bribery cannot. And this is the goal of the church, brothers and sisters. Pay attention. The goal of the church is to confound principalities and to confound powers. There is a show that God wants to make to the world. And that show only be made when the believers is believers. We have a goal to help God let people know. That there is something about his wisdom and the excellency of his power that the world needs. That's the goal of the church. Ephesians, I think Ephesians chapter 6 if I'm right. The quality of our spiritual convictions. Give me Luke, sorry, give me Acts chapter 4. Verse 16. I'll read down to verse 21. Because God looks in this generation like a, a threat to our advancement. God looks like he's the one that when everybody's moving forward, he will decide that you, you are not going anywhere. Everybody is traveling to UK, then God will now say, for you, I confine you not even to Lagos. I will confine you to Akure. I will confine you to, I don't know, wherever, Ebule. And then God will say that you have a work that you have a work to do there. And this is the picture that God, that we have of God in our generation. But the Bible says here, pay attention, saying, what shall we do to these men? Now, these are um, the Pharisees, and they were talking about the disciples of Jesus. So probably I should teach without keyboards. Then we will not enter later. So they were talking about the disciples of Jesus, and he says, what shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle had been done by them, and is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. Are you following this scripture? Continue. But that it spread no further amongst the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. Now, so this Jesus had died and resurrected, and the name of Jesus was becoming a threat to. The scribes, the Pharisees, the leaders, and the rulers in this time. Because the name of Jesus that they did not want to spread was spreading and was causing miracles. And then they decided to threaten them to not speak further in this name. Continue. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Next verse. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. Go, let me end in verse 21. For we cannot but speak the go back. For, but, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Next verse. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people 
for all men glorified God for that which was done. And then you would realize that these people were being threatened for the sake of the gospel. And as you continue to study, you would find out that at some points they would beat the disciples for the fact that they were speaking in the name of Jesus. But when you go to um, Acts chapter 5 in verse 27, there was something that happened at that time. The Bible started to let us realize that even though these people were threatened, there was something about that conviction that still continued to spread. Acts 5.27 When they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest asked them, what was the question? Saying, did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? Pay attention. And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. Watch this. So, Jesus had and there was a command not to preach in this particular name. And the command came with threatenings. Threatenings to be beaten. Threatenings to be killed. And even though, follow, even though there were 120 people in the upper room. And then when Peter finished, after the Holy Ghost came, Peter finished preaching, 3,000 souls were won. And there was something about the 120 that the Bible says that the 3,000 continued in the apostles' doctrine. Are you following? So, the 120, they were so strong in their spiritual convictions that it affected 3,000. Public opinion did not change what they believed about what they believed. And it affected 3,000. And the Bible did not just end by saying it affected 3,000. It continued to say that as they continued living their lives, it's the effect of their spiritual life was affecting the government at the time. Are you following me? These people did not have cars. Right? These people did not have any house. They were not influential. Peter was a fisherman. These people most probably did not go to school. But the effect of their spiritual convictions was affecting people in government. And they warned them not to preach in this particular name. And after that warning, the Bible still says that the effect of what they are doing traveled. And it says, did we not straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, ye had filled Jerusalem. So my question has always been, how did these people fill Jerusalem even though they were killing them? Because if you study ancient church history, you would realize that many Christians were not allowed. You can get saved today, but you do not join church until there, there is a discipleship class that they put you in before you can join church. Because in those days, the fact that you got saved means that you can die at any time. And regardless the threatenings, there was something, their spiritual convictions were strong enough. Nothing could change them. They were able to change every other thing. Now, this is what I realized that many Christians do not have. We start our journey with God. But as we begin to grow in life, have you found out that um, as we begin to grow in life, it is, we start to give statements, you know, some weird statements that is not prayer all the time. Um, some things require wisdom. Have you heard people say anything? There are some things, wisdom is profitable, I like that one. Wisdom is profitable to direct. And because of this many times, the world are not, the world is not seeing us as people that they should pay attention to because we are vaccinated. There is no structure and order. There is no 
particular, we are not holding convictions for years. This has always been the story of many believers. That as they continue to grow in life, their convictions begin to dwindle. Something about what is happening around them begins to affect them. And this picture cannot, it is they that know their God. Do you understand? It is they that have a conviction. They are sure. The Bible says, blessed is she that what believes. It is unto her that there will be a performance of the things that God told her. But many believers, our convictions dwindle. We believe in prayer until it looks like prayer is not producing. We believe we should live lives that will please God until we find somebody that can change our ideologies about it. And the Bible has already stated that it is because of lack of doctrine. That is why we are wavering. Going to and fro. It's amazing. It's amazing. Pay attention. A few years ago, if you remember, a few years ago, there was an argument on Titan. If you remember, a few years ago, there was a major argument in the church about Titan. And I'm sure that there are many church members that after that thing, they did not give Titan. And my issue was not about any devourer or anything. My issue was, was it because, was it, were you, uh, why were you paying tithe before? How come a radio presenter caused a major doctrinal argument in the church? He didn't have a church. He was not a pastor. It was not that he found a new revelation position. It was just one radio presenter. And that radio presenter affected our conviction. And as many as we are, many of us could not even defend what we believe. I found out that people follow people. Even Jesus respects people. He can say that many of them, yes, they will go to hell. But there is a great respect that is given to people who have convictions. They know what they believe. They stand by it and they live with it. And even if you say, give me Luke 11 verse 1. If you say that I do not have convictions, what are the things, I do not know the things that I stand for or do not stand for. There is something that Jesus said in this scripture that really, that really touched me. Pay attention. The Bible says that it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place that he sees, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. The truth is that spiritual things can be learned. There is no spiritual thing because there, there is a way that they view people that are spiritual. It's like you pray because there is an energy. And they say it's because there is a grace for prayer upon your life. It is not true. We pray because we want to pray. We pray because we have to pray. It's a conviction that we have. Daniel will go into his room. The Bible says as he was always doing. There was a culture. It was a normal thing about him. This was a conviction he will not change. And the only way we will be able to if affect our environment is if we believe, if we are strong in our convictions, if we do not vacillate in the things that we believe. So, quick question. What do you know about God? Quick question. What do you know about God? About life, about spiritual things, about prayer, um, about, give me any other spiritual, any other scriptural thing that is in argument in that. Anyone? Okay, that one. About fasting. Do we believe 
Do we believe that fasting is, is a needed part of our spiritual growth? How come there are believers that have lived this year without fasting? Or maybe they fasted once. If something is needed for your spiritual growth and you did it once in a year, will you grow? But it is easy. It's, it's amazing. It's like when people are in school where there is the fire. It's easy for us to charge ourselves. But when people get into their personal spaces, they do not know how to maintain. And like I thought last week, it's because they are not religious about their conviction. Brothers and sisters, let me say something. I saw um, Apostle Ledu's wedding. Yeah, I think you people saw the trend. How he changed it for somebody. And I remember, I remember that when I saw that video, some people were vexing. That why would he do that kind of thing? Well, I understand one side. But me too, I know. Um, this guy most probably does not know those kind of tongues. They should have just brought him on Sunday to, to help this guy in his wedding. But, but they played a song. And what I want you to notice is this. I want you to notice that whether he knew the song or he did not know the song, the fact that it sounded like something that did not match his conviction, he rejected it immediately. Leaving a stance to let everybody know, if you like, fight me. If you like, post everything on social media. This is what I want. But many believers, when we get there, we are the ones that will quickly say, um, um, let's first listen. We are not really, really <coughs> actually sure. And this lifestyle many times does not make us, you see, have you, have you met people before that say, this is what God said they should do? And in the next one year, what God said last year is the opposite that they used to hear. Have you met people like that before? They vacillate. It's like God said that should be in Akure. In the next one year, God is saying that there is a ministry in UK. Or in Lagos. Job is job that is choosing their geographical location. Not the voice of God. And remember that we are following Abraham. The Bible says that we should follow our father Abraham and Sarah that boss. And the Bible says that for I called him, pay attention, which means that in Abraham's training, there was calling here. And if you will follow Abraham, there should be something in your life that defines the fact that you are called. I was called to Akure. One of the things that God did to Abraham was he told him, come out of your father's house. And God gave him a geographical location. Many believers his jobs. If the job is in Lagos, if the job is in Port Harcourt, if they find a good job in Abuja, I'm trying to say this kind of life does not cause people to pay attention to us because we are vacillating. One thing, um, what's the name of this guy? Elon Musk. This guy has, has been saying for years that he could carry human beings and land them on the moon. And one reason why we respect people like that is that they say things that has not happened before and they make it happen. Are you following is that not an attribute of God? Calling things that be not as what, as though they were. And not just calling them, but the ability to bring it from the unseen to the seen. But as believers, many of us, we call it all, but the challenge chases us back. God has called me into ministry, you preach the boring message and then you run back home and say, God, did you really truly call me? Should I, can't I just find one tech firm to get a job? <laughs> there are many believers that have done 10 businesses this year. And it's God that said it. 
Should I, should I open, should I enter that one? God said I should learn Forex and then they stand in front of me and I'm like, wow, that's good. Let's start. Two weeks after God has said um, it's copywriting or something. <laughs> in the next five months, you just realize that where are you in Forex? It's not there. Where are you in this one? It's not there. Ah, I just, I, I woke up this morning with a You cannot, you cannot command people's attention with that kind of vaccination. So one way that humans and even spirits respect you is the ability to say and do. Are you following me? The convictions that you know the things that you believe and you are persuaded about them. I know the things I believe. Whether you meet me in um, Ghana or you meet me in Nigeria, these are the things I believe. And one thing that we need to trust God to help us with is spiritual convictions. Because there are people that it is everybody, including spiritual father, that is changing their spiritual conviction. And when you read your Bible, brothers and sisters, I believe, I have a bias, that the rise of this spiritual father movement is a, is a sign that many families did not do their work. Are you following me? If your parents taught you, the Bible says, train a child, right, in the way of the Lord, right? And when he grows up, he will not depart from it. If your parents trained you very well, there are things that no matter what the spiritual father is, when he says it, you will say, I was trained for more. But this level, many people, is because no training came from home. They had to. That's my own personal bias. But I realized that I've trained people that have good parents on both ends. And I've trained people that don't have good parents on both ends. I've realized that sometimes I need to discuss with those that have parental upbringing. Not, you can't say, do this now. There has to be an explanation. Because they were trained. There are scriptures that they live by from home. They have fasting periods from home. There is a morning devotion time that they've lived by from home. Spiritual conditions. What do you know? What are the things, the major things that guard your spirituality? And how do you manage them? How do you ensure that because if you live like that, the Bible says you cannot light a lamp and put it under a bush. You cannot light a lamp and put it under a bush. You cannot live a spiritual life of strong convictions for a long time and people will not pay attention and ask questions. One day, somebody around you will ask you why you do the things you do consistently. And you will begin to affect people because you know. This is the first thing that I have to teach. I have to teach that many of us are vacillating, running up and down. We pray when church says they should pray. No, I, did you remember this movie? I think it was years ago. Apotieri. It was something like Apotieri or something. Did anybody watch it? Ah, you people didn't watch Monsai when growing up. What were you people listening to? No, we have to confirm. What were you people watching when you were growing up? Anna Montana. Ah, Merlin. Eh? Yeah, what he said. He said blah, blah, blah. But who was that potato? I can't use that example. So you people have spoiled my message. No one. <laughs> but you can learn spiritual things. You can learn spiritual things. Many of us have friends that have not, they don't even trust the fact that we are Christians. The things that they tell us to do 
has shown and proven time and time again that we've not been able to set the boundaries of our convictions. It's amazing. People in the world believe what they believe regardless. We are the ones that change all the time. And while I believe that our, <coughs> our convictions should be time-bound, I also believe that there are tenets that we should not lose. There are tenets of the believer's life and the faith that must not be lost. Tenets of prayer must not be lost. Tenets of studying the word of God must not be lost. Brothers and sisters, we live in a day where there is message everywhere. Telegram, build messages there. YouTube, there's Koinonia. There is Transformation Church. There is... So people listen to messages and forget the scripture. And the Bible says, it is your word that I hid in my heart. That word are the way to regulate me from sinning against you. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's not saying that you stop sinning so that you can read the word. This is what I noticed. That many people do not study this scripture very well. The Bible says, walk in the spirit. Then you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. So when you see somebody fulfilling the loss of the flesh, the only reason why he's still in that state is because he has not consistently walked in the spirit. So how do you help him? You get him into a place where he can consistently walk in the spirit. The more you fall, the more you pray. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you, if you fell twice in a week, increase your prayer by two hours. One day, one day when you don't have any space to sleep again, you will leave the thing that is holding you. Do you know what I'm talking about? Convictions. And you put yourself under that oath. The Bible says, did you read your Bible where some people made a vow with their eyes? Have you read it in your Bible? That they won't look on certain things. It was a commitment they made. Convictions. Many believers' lives does not look like glory. Does not look like what people will pay attention to because they vacillate. Online, they vacillate openly. Pastors will say, say A and say B because now he's rolling with the big men. Church members, you will, I, I, I check, sometimes when you check TikTok, you will see somebody that is club Monday, club Tuesday, club Wednesday, club Thursday, club Friday. Then on Sunday morning, Jaira, you are in and, 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 and the person will even be in the choir. And sometimes when I see things like that, I used to imagine, where did the pastor go to? Because me, I'm not even, my issue is not even the person that is singing. My, my issue is the pastor. That, how come the pastor, because this person is a popular person, you're on TikTok. We've allowed narratives in church that has become very serious, it's pungent, we can't control it again. Because we want to understand people. We want to manage people. And you cannot build, you can't build, you can't build a solid thing on a foundation of several weaknesses, a foundation of several vacillations. The first thing that, that makes your life worthy of notice is the strength of your spiritual convictions. So I do not know what you've labeled in your life. That's you. There were these two, two stories, then I'll move to the next point. There was this guy, I heard this story, I've not confirmed, but they said there was a man called Caterpillar years ago that he was the one that started this and he heard that tithing is to give 10% to God. And we, we've heard that, right? But he said that how will 
it take 90%? I'm not saying people should do it though. How will it take 90% and give God 10%? That he should take 10%. And every increase that he has in his life, he will give God 90%. And while he continued doing that, now pay attention, he started, he did not stop. But while he continued doing that, the Bible, um, sorry, why did I say the Bible? History lets us know that this guy had a vision. On the strength of his spiritual sacrifice, he had a vision. And in that vision, he caught a vision of caterpillars. And then he built the thing that he saw in his vision. That is what everybody is using. God has a way. The Bible says, Psalms 50 verse 5. Put that scripture up. The Bible says, gather my own sins unto me. They that have made um, a covenant with me by sacrifice. That spiritual sacrifices, when you make spiritual sacrifices unto God, is a covenant. Probably one day I will teach on making spiritual investments. There are many young people that the investments that they have done is only monetary investments. They have not done spiritual investments based on their convictions. From their praying to their fasting to their giving. Listen to the story of the fathers. None of them has a story of wealth without a period of extreme sacrifice. I was listening to Bishop David Oedeko one time when he was teaching about power. And he said that years ago, there was a particular message. I think he said he fasted almost through that year. And in this particular day, Sunday morning, he came for service. And he came to preach. And after, while he was, while he wanted to start preaching, he coughed and then blood was coming from his mouth. And when blood was coming from his mouth, he had to run to the bathroom to clean himself up. And he was coughing out blood. That man had fasted his life was going. While he did that, he decided, I would rather die doing the work of God than run away because I'm coughing blood. Went back to the pulpit, preached like that. And the, he, when he was talking, he said, immediately he was done preaching, he turned and he fainted on stage like that. He said the only thing he remembered was that he met himself at home. That's a spiritual sacrifice. But you see what people pay attention to is the things, and the Bible says that a man's life does not constitute in the things that he what possesses. We watch the possessions, but one of the things that makes that man's life a man a life of quality is because he has sacrifices, a covenant with God by what? Sacrifice. Why in a day and age that if you tell young people to give, it's, it's an inconvenience. It's like, why are pastors always collecting money? You've read your Bible. Pastors are not collecting your money. It's a sign that you've not been trained. Listen, it w- I, I was listening to someone where he said that if you give, it's different. Your giving is different from your sacrifice. Right? Your giving. Just giving money. Some people, they have a hundred thousand and then they drop hundred naira. You've not, you've not made this kind of sacrifice. I'm talking about the kind that God would tell Abraham early in the morning. Pick your child, the one that you love so much, and meet me up the mountain. And the funny thing is that Abraham will travel for three days, trekking, just because he wants to obey God. The quick thing is, God, why didn't you just find a tree? Let me just hang the boy. Enna, why would I walk for three days, kill my son, then walk for three days back home? Should I be giving glory to that? Is it possible? It's not possible now. In his mind, it will be that 
what level which God of the Hebrews is speaking to me? I'm sure that's when the Christian, our own days Christian, when he hears that kind of thing, we'll be like, no, that's the devil. No, no, no. Then we use scriptures to support his disobedience. <laughs> but Abraham, early in the morning, even though he knew that his wife would not allow him because a woman pushed this baby at her old age, he knew that if he had to tell Sarah, they would have an argument. <laughs> so, to escape this argument, let's rise up early in the morning, carry the son and they were going. And the son even asked him that, where is the lamb that we use for the sacrifice? I can see the wood now. I can see everything. But we don't see any lamb. And this guy said, Jesus, God, he said, God will what? provide. This my God will provide. And when he was saying God will provide, he was seeing the provision. <laughs> you know what I love? The Bible says that Abraham took and you know what is even funny? Was that Abraham told Isaac that he was going to kill him and Isaac did not say anything. We see Abraham's sacrifice, we did not see Isaac's sacrifice. That's God. Your father stands in front of you and says, one God, one ghost that is telling me that it's you that I will kill. And the son did not say, is this schizophrenia? Or which other one is affecting this man? And the Bible says that when he tied Isaac and he took him there, and as he was about to stab him, the Bible says that was when God spoke to him. He told Abraham to stop, and he says something that is shocking. Now I know that you fear me. Pay attention. I trekked for three days. So God, day one I was trekking. You did not still believe me. Day two, because you need to see the argument. Abraham had a very solid argument. Day two, you do not believe me. So, I was walking with this leg for two days and you still did not believe me. Third day, you did not believe me. So, it's when the night. Because you only have the readiness to judge disobedience when your own obedience is what? Complete. Spiritual conditions. Can you give us keyboard for like a few minutes? I'd like us to pray. For ourselves. Because many believers are losing spiritual conditions. There was a prophet that was sent to a particular tribe in Israel. And he said that God told him to tell these people to take wine. And these people did not even say because he said God said. Our parents have given us a tenet that whether your God said it, we will not do it. And God used that to train the Israelites. There are many things that some of us learned from home. Those that were raised by Christian parents. That we come to school, we let go because we say they are old school. We are going to pray. Lord, I want to affect the world with my ideologies. I don't want to bend to what everybody else is doing. You see, you, I don't know what your particular prayer point will be. But Lord, help my lack of convictions. Help me to have, is, help me to have solid strength in my convictions. Lift your voice up. It is they that know their God. It is they that know their God. They know their God. And there is something about your knowledge of God that equates to strength and exploits. Spiritual convictions. What did the Moravian brothers have? What did they know about God that made them to enter into prison to preach to people? Ah! 
Paul, Paul was in prison and he was writing to people outside to rejoice. There was something he knew about God. His conviction was strong. What shall separate us for the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus? Regardless the things that come in my lifetime, I've made a decision. Ah. I will go. I will go anywhere you lead me. I will go. Keep praying. Lord, I will go. I will go anywhere you lead me. I will go. Lord, I will go. I will go anywhere you lead me. I will go. Pray for yourself. There were people that God sends to lands without parents, without support, no guarantor. But they follow the voice of God because they know that behind the speakings of God is a level of results that men cannot deny. These are they that turn their world upside down by their convictions. By their convictions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at me. Look at me. As Jimmy said something years ago, it says that one easy way to the top is to be close to somebody that is building something great. But the truth is that nothing looks great at the beginning. There is a way people have worked with God. You know, God will tell someone, stand up from where you are, leave this place and go meet me in Lagos. And these men will tell you that when they entered Lagos, they entered without a bag. See, the level of testimonies we have in church are a sign that we do not know God. There are people, was it John G. Lake? He was living his great life abroad. God told him, stand up and go to South Africa and go with nothing. Burn your certificates. And he did everything, landed in South Africa. Oh God. And, and he was saying that when he got to, when he landed in South Africa, he was the last on the line. And while he was walking, somebody met him there and said, Are you John G. Lake? When he said yes, he said, God spoke to me that there is somebody that is traveling, a missionary coming from, I don't know the country, to South Africa. And he says, I should give you this house to live there. Now, <laughs> we do not have those kind of testimonies in church because we look for guarantors. God says, start the business. And then, while looking for which friend, which auntie, because we do not know. No spiritual convictions. There are no, see, listen, the, all the people that we see that are great people. I remember Apostle Joshua Selman saying years ago that days when he would fast, he would fast and break with cover and water. And he still believed that he was going to the nations. We see results, but a man's life does not constitute in the multitude of things that he possesses. The reason why he will recreate that result, I think I was listening to Pastor Aaron this week, and he said, when he comes to church, 
He says, let's exchange church. Give me your own church. Come and carry this one. And give me one. What do you think he's saying? There are things he knows about God. When God tells him, go and save 500, he will not sit down there. There was there's something he knows that when God speaks, the, result, the resources to back up that word will follow. I'm saying this because there are many of us that God has said to start things. God has said to build things. But who do we know? We're looking for who will help us. No partner. No co-founder. The excuses that people give to the things that God says to them is why I sang that song. I will go. I will go. Anywhere you send the commands. I'm at your service. There is nothing that will change my mind so far God said ah, ah. Moses was standing in front of a river a long this is this is the Red Sea and the people they were running away from were coming about two million people one man leading them and he came and he said tell the people of Israel to move forward what we see in cartoons but is that he stretched the rod the sea parted then they started walking but if you study the Bible no God said they should walk inside the water like that. <laughs> Convictions. I'm sure that many would have been tired. Many would have said that Moses, which kind of stupid? The question is, how was Moses strong enough? How did he have the mind to come and stand in front of two million people and say, God said we should be walking inside this? But because God said so, this man stood. He said it, but I'm sure somebody had to stand there and say, whether I walk, I would rather die in the Red Sea than die disobeying God. And he kept going. Faith, because they have confidence. I keep hearing the stories of people, people, um, God, God called some people, travel to another nation, go and live there. Or is it piloting? We celebrate the results, the things that he possess. But we have not, we, we do not remember that this man was a doctor living an amazing life somewhere. And God told him, live where you are. And it's Nigeria of all countries that God spoke to his God. We're still going to pray. I have a lot to talk about, but I think we need to discuss this matter today. Because there are many people that do not have faith. And their lack of faith is a sign that they do not know God. God is demanding. Listen, if God is saying that some things will rise from Akura in the next few years, there has to be people that believe God enough to ignore what they see. <laughs> that the things that you see are temporal. Subject to change. But you can bring a different perspective and live by it. Convictions. Strong in convictions. That David came back from a war. He met his wives. They've gone. They've taken his wives. Taken a lot of people from the palace. And he went to pray. Ah, don't worry me. I believe he's praying in tongues. And he heard God. Should I go go? Would I overtake? You would overtake. Would I recover? You will recover. And he said he encouraged himself in the Lord. 
the challenges that make believers back out of the things that God has sent them to, they are too small, too small challenges, but because there are no convictions. I know my God and I am strong. I will do exploits. Why young? But let me tell you, this is the day to create the future. The Bible says, adding not your heart if you hear his voice today, not tomorrow. These are the times to create our future. But it's amazing that in seven months, Asu has been on strike and there are many people that do not have the conviction enough to stand in front of their parents and say, I'm leaving the house. I'm going to create a future for myself. Read your Bible. How people met their bosses and say, when will I have time for my home? Where will you get resources to build your own? Just give me the time. I know God. I know God. We are going to pray again. We are going to pray again. I have a lot to teach. But God was teaching me that the reason why many of us do not have a voice in Babylon is because when we go there, we vacillate. We tell them that God told us to go into tech. And in the next few years, we tell them that God told us to go into marketing. You see, this vacillation. God has said... That I will build a multi, a multi-million dollar business in Nigeria and even in Akure. And then you hear lack of faith from the lips of believers. Do you have a client? No. And then it starts to doubt. Will God do it? Let us pray. That same song. I will go. Oh, I will go anywhere you lead me, Lord, I will go. <laughs> Haven't you realized that many people that have risen, they've held on to the same statement for years. People will tell you, that there are days when someone used to borrow suits. And while he's borrowing suits, he will say, we will all be great. And we will all know ourselves. If you've listened to Koinonia for a long time, that a, is a catchphrase. We will all be great. And we will all know ourselves. And he said those words until the words became a reality. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. Lord, I have doubted you too much. I have made you too small in my heart. Oh, Lord. Forgive me. And I have believed in a lie. That you are unable to help me. But now. Oh Lord, I see my wrong. Heal my heart and show yourself strong. And with my heart and in my song, oh Lord, be magnified. Oh Lord. Be magnified. Lord, be magnified.
fight, oh Lord. You are highly exalted, and there is nothing you can do, oh Lord. My eyes are on you. Be magnified. Oh Lord. Be magnified. We are going to pray. Lord, be magnified. Over the things that I see, I choose a perspective that is not from this world. I am strong. I believe God. Lift your voice and pray. Pray because there are things that God has committed to us as believers that are failing because we keep doubting God. That you can limit God because you will say, Can God, can God, can God make a way? Shalada prides. Jadi kotani ko beretetes zipa kapata katai le bretadi koti bati ko vekedesia. Haritom predi kapadaita paruto sivi kapadi etenedes. I know my God. I will be strong and I will produce. Produce, produce, because I know God. Pray for yourself. If you do not have faith, pray to God. Help my own belief. Help my own belief. Lord, I doubt, but help my own belief. If it is prayer that you do not know, you can learn spiritual things. You can learn spiritual things. You can be taught. No one is born with spiritual power. No one is born with any spiritual resource. We source them as we know God. David encouraged himself in the Lord. I will run. I will meet them. I will overtake and I will recover. And he went at the instance of the word. Blessed is she that believes. Blessed is she that believes. Blessed is she that believes. It is he that believes that there shall be a performance. It is only to him that believes that there shall be a performance of the things that God has told us. Specialty that you should build 
in your life is to separate yourself with your spiritual convictions. Separate from the world. Come out from amongst them. In both thinking, not just about sin, yes, but not only that, but in ideologies, in beliefs, come out from amongst them. There's no time. This was my devotion. My faith is rising, Lord. I believe. I have tasted of the power of Jesus. My faith is rising, Lord. I believe. I have tasted of the goodness of Jesus. My faith is rising, Lord, I believe. Oh, I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. My faith is rising, Lord. I believe. That's the first thing. Separated by your spiritual convictions. The second one, and then we pray. I'll just end it here. I have like one, two, three, four, five. Six, but I'll just say the second one. That's when you separate yourself by your spiritual convictions. The next thing is to brand yourself with purpose. Luke chapter 4, from verse 17 to 20. Luke chapter 4, from verse 17 to 20. Now, this was about Jesus. And the Bible says, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written of him. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me and he began to state the things that God had planned that he was going to do. So, um, it's important to have spiritual convictions. It is also important that you have a particular thing, there is a call on your life that you are on earth for. Many Christians, many young Christians cannot state with clarity the exact thing that they are on earth for. But Jesus Christ, the Bible is showing us here that when Jesus was going to begin his ministry, the first thing that Jesus did was to give his mission statements. He said the exact thing that he was on earth for. This was the exact reason why Jesus Jesus was not found in a few places. Because Jesus could define exactly what he was called to do. And if you remember that there was a time that Jesus was told that his, his family is looking for him. And he says it is these people that listen to the words that I teach that are my family. Jesus branded himself. There was, there was no confusion as to what Jesus was on earth for. It was stated. It was clear. I do not believe that that God calls believers to be astronauts or to be um, engineers. I do not believe that. 
I believe that every of those things are tools needed to achieve what God exactly called you for. But the issue is that many Christians cannot state what God has sent them to do. Give me Acts chapter 26 verse 16. I'm going to make sure I rush this so that we pray. Acts chapter 26 from verse 16. I would have started from verse 1. Paul. But rise. So this was Paul that was giving a, a story as to how he was called into the Christian faith. It says this was um uh, this was Paul, God had sent Brother Ananias to meet Paul. And this was what Brother Ananias said. It's right and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. Next verse. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee. Pay attention. There was, go back. There was a geography to the sending of Paul. It was that God said, I delivered you from the Gentiles, but now I am sending you back to the Gentiles. Next verse. And when you meet the Gentiles, the definition of your assignment is open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of things and inheritance among them sanctified by faith that is next verse I like this part it says whereupon Agrippa I was not obedient to the heavenly vision so Paul could state exactly the geography of his sending and his assignments to those people Paul was not called to preach. Preaching was a tool to achieve what is in verse, verse 17. Put it back there. Sorry, verse 18. Preaching was a tool to open their eyes. Preaching was a tool to turn them from darkness to light. What exactly, the question is, what exactly did God call you yet? I know that you have a fashion line. I know that you, um, you sell Bitcoin. But until you have a vision, there is no compelling desire to stay at what you are doing. Until you are able to define the branding of your purpose, everything looks like God said to you. Purpose gives definition to your life as a Christian. And as a believer, you need to ensure that while you are, while you've separated yourself with your spiritual convictions, God sends you out with an exact assignment. An exact assignment. And if you have not found that exact assignment, I know, you see, years ago, man, I think believers years ago, they always had this as an assignment. That if they cannot state exactly what God has called them to do, some of them on their birthdays, I think it was even a cultural mistress, on their birthdays, while everybody is celebrating birthdays, they do not believe that they've started living because they do not know exactly why they are here. So on their birthdays, they separate themselves. Lord, speak to me. What am I here for? Yes, I have fire. I have anointing. But anointing is, you need to know where to channel the power of God. Is that true? There's got to be a definition to where you, God, where am I sent to? Which location and what am I doing? 
This is exactly why, let me tell you, you can be younger, but you can live like an elder. Because you know exactly what God is saying to you, and you know exactly what God is telling you to do. Jesus was young, but when his parents met him in the synagogue, he said, am I not supposed to be about my father's business? So, the question is, Jesus at age 12, who told you that Joseph is not your father? Jesus had labored enough to know that number one, his ministry was not going to be carpentry. His ministry was going to be to. And even Jesus, if you study the life and ministry of Jesus, Jesus did not go to Gentiles. Most of his work was done because he was called to that commonwealth of Israel. That was the first people he was called to. Definition. Branded with your purpose. We're going to pray, man. We're going to pray. Because many of us know the, 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 the rate at which people the rate at which people come to meet me, hey, I'm doing this. And then later, I'm doing that. And later, I'm doing this other one. And later, I'm doing this other one. It's a sign that many of them have not stayed in the secret place for definition. Definition of assignment. Definition of purpose definition of assignment so that you can stand later and say I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision I know what God called me to do and I'm doing it we're going to pray Lord open my eyes I am doing businesses but being busy the Bible says that it is the labor of the fool because they do not know the way to the city there is a way marked for you to the city. We are going to pray, Lord define. Lord, I need definition. I need definition to the things that I'm doing. Pray. I need definition to the things that I am doing. I need definition to the businesses that I am doing. To the kind of friends that I can keep. Definition. Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul or Paul for the work of the ministry. There is a work that they are called on to. Your purpose defines your geography. Your purpose defines your assignments. Your purpose defines your friends, your relationships. It is only defined when you know purpose. We are praying, Lord, define for me. Define for me. Am I called into governance? And what am I called there to? So that you will not be Jesus and you will become a king instead of dying on the cross. There's got to be definition. There is a lot of other things we do after we run away. There is no definition to where many people are going. Lord, define for me. Define for me. Lord, define for me. Define for me the geography of my assignments set in front of me. Open my eyes to see. It's a serious prayer point. Pray. Define for me. and fro, here and there. There are many believers like that. There are many young people like that. There is no definition. Babylon cannot recognize you because we do not know exactly what you are here for. Mordecai, stay at the gates. Esther, 
You have to be a queen. There's got to be definition. David, make sure you are leading sheep so that one day you can lead the people of God. Definition. 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 Exactitude. I know what I am here for and I am here on an assignment to restore kingdom civilization. An assignment. A vision. Exactitude to your purpose. Please pray, please pray, please pray. Why young does not mean we should be we should be running to and fro here and there, here today, there tomorrow. Confusion about what we are doing. We are charged in church, but we cannot translate what we are charged for into reality because there is no definition. Lord, show me. Show me the place I am called into. I hear a voice from behind me saying, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Walk in it. This is the way. I am called to preach the gospel. Define it. Show me, show me, explain, explain. Very visibly, let me see, very audibly, let me hear. I will not be tossed to and fro. I will not be like the wavering wind. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me, help me. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Shabada gadadadadadadadadadai. Rekobalante prontowski vavadai. Lekobadadadadiate predesisasuvavadiatai. Mepepwape nakavadiate. Ibondondon prontowskavadadadadiate. Lakwate me nikofarasisasuvrandeshkavadadadiatai. Ape duate ne kebede diate mene belusa vrandesko bababavai. Ape wape na kapadiate predede diate. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Were you blessed in today's service? Were you blessed? See, people of God, I, I, I want to say two things now. First off is that it is wanting to hear, but blessed are the doers. Blessed are doers. Don't hear this word and go home and continue to live your life because some of us have successfully created that we have a spiritual life and we have our normal life. And so when we come into atmosphere that defines Christianity, it looks like we assume all knowledge back. But in our place of work and everyday life, we start to define things on our own wisdom. Today we choose the fact that God 
is involved across. And I can understand the fear and the worry that some of us have. But like we said, it's because we do not believe. If there is one question that I think I have asked us more than enough time, is the fact that do you believe? Yes or no? Do you believe the word? Do you believe God when he says things? Two things and I want you to write it down. Number one is that scripture says that how shall these things be? Seeing that I know not a man. That's in the book of Luke. Luke, right? I can't remember now. Is it Luke? How shall these things be? Knowing that I, seeing that I know not a man. Now, one of the things that that explains to me is the fact that, see, whatever instructions that you've heard, whatever it is that God has said to you, whatever venture, whatever instruction that does not look like it, can you hold on to the word that says that how shall these things be? Seeing that I know not a man. And the Spirit will answer that. See, it is not of you to worry, but the Spirit of the highest will overshadow you. Scripture says that blessed, are, uh, blessed is she that believes. For unto her, unto Daniel, there shall be a performance of the word spoken. See, if you match these two words together, I, I think that over every instruction that the Lord has given unto you, there, there should be confidence for you to live life to the end of the year. Do you believe? I can't hear our response well. Do you believe the word of God? I want you to look through your jotters. I want you to see the word that the Lord has spoken unto you. And if it looks big enough, if it looks very large, that your strength, your connection, your, your life cannot undo them, don't worry. Remember, go back to the word of God. The word of the Lord says that, how shall these things be? It is not of you to worry, but the spirit of the highest shall make them happen. And remember that blessed is blessed am I that believe because if I believe there shall be a performance unto me the word of the Lord has spoken now the second thing I want to say is jettison convenience jettison convenience be deliberate the way I wrote it here it is not a season of I will like to do this it is a season it is a matter of I must do what is required I repeat Jettison convenience. Be deliberate. It is not a season of I like to do this. It is a time where we must do what is required. Can we be on our feet? We will not waste much time. But can you raise your hands towards heaven and begin to speak the word of life? And like our prayer said, we don't want to move left today, right tomorrow. We want clarity of vision purpose clear cut instructions from above we need guidance we need direction we need help we need, we need help. there is the part where favor is important because Jesus grew in stature and in favor with God and man can we ask God can we talk to Jesus can we talk to Jesus can we talk to Jesus Japan nekabarata viante brondovske velata diate move. Ebeliso saise nakabadiate brondete diate venomai. Ebeliso saisa brondeske vede diate monobae. Mapapapua benda brondese veviata valla diate. Lekuna sasiva vana biante brondosi branda da diatae. Akoba rata balada diate brondeske vanae. 
Overweight it is written concerning me, that place I read. Those instructions I know, 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 I know. Enough of the trial and error, enough of the here today, dear tomorrow. I know, I know, and I am convinced. I am convinced beyond doubt. Can you voice and talk to God? And the Susamana Babambian brand on the Dianta Paladiatai, and Kosa Papadia took a Babanic of the Belede de Diatemo. He bound up brand of Zizazazazide, and Dom Brandoska Brandisha Lababa Babuatamenove, and Bebuna Cavirotele de Diata Brandisos and Manabai, Mepopa Radadiate Brandos is Azuzameno, and Brandoska Babala Baba, a Bianta Branda Diate Cababababua, Demonove Diatai, and Kosiva Benabai, Abebuabe, Abebuabe, and Bobia Tamina Cabalua to Brandaniate. for in jesus mighty name we have prayed for in jesus mighty name we pray the word of god is a seed that brings radical transformation and we believe you have been transformed by the word you just received. Follow us live on our MixLR and download our messages on our Telegram channel. The number to call for partnerships and inquiries is 0811 414 7940.